BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Senator, good to be with you. You actually get an entire week at home over Thanksgiving. Congrats, because I see your schedule. For people that have don't know your schedule, and if you listen to Verdict a lot, I have never not wanted to be an elected official more <laughs> than after I started working with you when I see your daily schedule. You had like a 20-hour day the other day. Yeah, yeah 21. 21, yeah. Not, who's counting, right? It is insane. You get a whole week home. I know you're thrilled. It's good to see you here in person for that. Uh, get to hang out with your family, and and it is official now. This makes me laugh. The special counsel investigating Joe Biden handling of classified materials is apparently not expected to hand on any charges for Joe Biden, who had classified material. And let's remind people he had it in his garage, he had it in another office, he had it at a university, and some of the stuff dated back decades to when he was a senator. No charges for him, but Donald Trump could go to jail for, I don't know, what are we at, 160 years now? Well, look, you would be forgiven uh, if you've forgotten about this story, because if it's up to the corporate media, there's nothing here to remember. Yeah. And they haven't covered it since the story broke initially. They've just buried it in the time vault. But uh, what we have now, we don't know for sure, because we have not actually gotten a report from the Biden Department of Justice. What we've gotten is media leaks. But that's how the Biden Department of Justice puts things out is they leak like a sieve when it's politically convenient to them. And so what the media leaks indicate is that Robert Herr, who is the special counsel who was appointed uh, to investigate Joe Biden and his mishandling of classified documents, is expected to file a report with some harsh language, we're told. Harsh. Bad boy. Bad boy, he's going to say. But nobody's going to be prosecuted. Never mind. Slap on the wrist. Everything fine here. Now, I got to say, this is the least surprising thing since the ru- sun rose in the sky this morning. Uh, we knew this was coming. And, and, and it's worth replaying the history to remember how this came. So the Biden DOJ was filled with joy. Their hearts were palpitating because they had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And finally, they had an excuse to indict Donald Trump. This was back in those halcyon days. Yeah when they hadn't indicted Trump once or twice or three times or four times. He was zero times indicted when this happened. 
But they were all excited because the classified documents, that's how they were going to get their, their villain, their enemy, their arch nemesis. And then, wouldn't you know it, turns out Joe Biden stores classified documents just about everywhere except where you're supposed to. So classified documents were discovered at the Penn Center. Uh, classified documents were discovered in Biden's D.C. office. Classified documents were discovered in the garage of his Delaware house next to his classic car. By the way, the garage is completely unlocked. They're just in box sitting, boxes sitting next to the Corvette. And it was one after the other after the other. And, and if you recall, we actually pulled up the video of Merrick Garland when he was forced to announce the special counsel. And, and on, on this podcast, I joked that, that Merrick Garland's face seemed like a hostage video. Yeah. Like he was so miserable. I, I, I was speculating, is he actually blinking SOS? <laughs> because he had a clean shot, he thought, to finally take down Trump. And it was two different ways they even handled it. From a raid of Mar-a-Lago, yes. a, a former president, first time in history, to uh, let's talk to the lawyers quietly and we'll, and we'll come and, and, and get by the way, these documents. And, and, and bury it before the last election. Yeah. So, so they knew that Joe Biden had multiple classified documents stored illegally. They knew that before the last election. And, you know, we were talking about leaks. Magically, that didn't leak. No. They only leak the things they want to leak. But if it actually hurts the Biden White House, it is locked up in a vault for all eternity because Merrick Garland, sadly, has utterly politicized the Department of Justice. Well, Garland felt, OK, I've got to appoint a special counsel for Biden. Had no choice Be- because, because of the standard with Because Trump. it's so hypocritical. And he'd already appointed a special counsel for Trump. So it was obvious. Wait, well, if they both did the same thing. He couldn't figure out how, how to get out of it without looking like a hypocrite. So what did he do? He appointed Robert Hur. Who was Robert Hur? We talked about Robert Hur. Robert Hur was the right hand of Rod Rosenstein, who was the deputy attorney general who, who spearheaded the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing, who appointed Robert Mueller to, to investigate Trump, who was responsible for the weaponization of the Department of Justice yeah. going after Trump from within. Now, to be clear, Trump nominated Rod Rosenstein to that position, which was an enormous mistake and a mistake that that I am sure he came to regret. But Rosenstein's and by the way, Rosenstein had been Obama's U.S. attorney in Maryland for eight years, which is why Chuck Schumer and the Democrats were thrilled when Trump came and said, we're going to nominate Rod Rosenstein for deputy attorney general. Schumer and the Democrats said, hot diggity damn, you're going to give us Obama's U.S. attorney as your number two at DOJ. Great idea. And, and I think that will go down as one of the most consequential mistakes of the Trump presidency in the opening months, putting Rod Rosenstein in that position. Well, Rosenstein's right hand was Robert Hur. Who else's right hand was he? Well, Robert Hur was also Chris Ray's right hand. That's right. The and administrator. Who Chris Ray is. Chris Ray is the administrator of the FBI. Chris Ray, sadly, has sat by and been complicit in the weaponization of the FBI by Joe Biden, by Merrick Garland, going after the White House's political enemies. And, and Ray has allowed that all to happen. Um, so Merrick Garland knew exactly who he was appointing. He was appointing someone who was a loyal deputy to Rod Rosenstein and a loyal deputy to Chris Ray. And you and I at the time, and, and by the way, Robert Hur was a former law clerk to Chief Justice Rehnquist, for whom I clerked. I, I've met him, but I don't know yeah, Mr. Hur. Well. I've, I've met him at a clerk reunion. Um we said at the time, 
I said, listen, given his past professional associations, we have reason to be highly skeptical of Mr. Hur. Robert Hur appears to be someone Merrick Garland has put in to whitewash this, to say, I got to have a special counsel. Let me appoint someone so I can say I did. And then the outcome of it will be spend a year gazing at your navel, pretending to do something, and then put out a report saying, never mind, nothing to see here. Now, mind you, in the intervening year, they have indicted Donald Trump. They are prosecuting Donald Trump for his handling of classified documents. But it turns out the double standard is alive and well. And if these leaks are to be believed, Joe Biden will face no consequences whatsoever. But when you and I first analyzed this, I said there will be a tell. Yep. As to whether this is a real special counsel, which will be what will his mandate be? What will the what will the parameters of the investigation be? Jack Smith who Merrick Garland appointed to pursue Donald Trump like Javert in Les Mis, to pursue him to the ends of the earth, to do everything he can to attack and destroy Donald Trump because Merrick Garland doesn't want Trump to beat Joe Biden next November. And so Jack Smith's job is destroy this man because we, the Democrats, do not trust the voters. We hate democracy. And, and by the way, you'll recall, we talked about this recently when I was on Bill Maher. Bill Maher's head almost exploded when I said the Democrats hate democracy because their talking point is we love democracy. Well, you know what? If you love defend democracy, democracy. Yeah. six is all about defending democracy, yeah. right? But if they actually love democracy, they wouldn't have indicted Trump one, two, three, four times. Those indictments are a frontal assault on democracy. They're using the legal system to prevent the voters from voting for Donald Trump. They're doing it. Because they're terrified if the voters have a choice, they will choose not Biden, and in particular the person they're terrified of, Donald Trump. But I said at the time of this appointment, the, the, the tell will be whether Robert Hur is willing to investigate and does in fact investigate the overwhelming evidence of Joe Biden's corruption and of Hunter Biden selling access to and favors from Joe Biden. If he's willing to investigate that, that will be a real special counsel that is actually investigating the evidence of criminality. Instead, and from everything leaked to the papers, if he just does a report and said, yeah, well, there were some documents in the wrong place, that's really bad. But never mind, nothing to see here. Please move on. By the way, did you see how many times we've indicted Donald Trump? Oh, boy. By the way, CNN, can, can, can we have another, like, all day long coverage of the latest Donald yeah. Trump indictment and, and, like, how horrible and the latest trial and, and Trump, Trump, Trump? Never mind. There is no Joe Biden. This is, assuming the leaks are true, this is disappointing, but utterly and completely unsurprising. Let me make one more point. So Biden's classified documents, some of them, were from his time as VP. Some of them were from his time as a senator. And you and I talked in this podcast at the time how utterly bizarre that is. Yeah. Look, I've been a senator 11 years. I know to an absolute metaphysical certainty there are no classified documents in my house. How do I know that? Because I've never taken a classified document out of the skiff in the Senate. If you're like me and you have just made the resolution that you are not going to give your money to woke companies fighting against your values. One bill that you have every month is one that you can now switch to a company that stands with your values when it comes to your cell phone. 99% of you, you got a cell phone. And if you do, how would you like to know that every time you make a call, send a text, 
that you're actually supporting conservative causes. Well, there's a company that's celebrating their 10th anniversary right now called Patriot Mobile. I'm proud to tell you that I love this company and I use this company because they do something different. When you pay your bill every month, they take a percentage of that bill at no extra charge to you. And they give it back to companies and organizations that support your First and Second Amendment rights and support the rights of unborn children. Now, right now, as they celebrate their 10th anniversary, they're doing something even above and beyond that. For every new customer that comes over, they are giving a donation to a Right to Life organization to celebrate this 10th anniversary and to say thank you for conservatives are standing with them. So take away that big check every month you're giving to Big Mobile and give it to a company that supports what you believe in and stands beside our values. How do you get in touch with Patriot Mobile and make the switch? It's easy because when you switch, you get to keep your same cell phone number. You get to keep your same cell phone you have right now. And you can upgrade to a new one if you want to. Their number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or you can go to patriotmobile.com. If you've got a business or a small business or a bunch of family numbers right, with your family, they can switch all of them easily. Just call them. Use the promo code VERDICT. And you'll get the best deals of the year plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now, for people that are that are watching or listening real quick, explain what SCIF means, the definition of it. So, so, so SCIF is an acronym and it means Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility, SCIF, S-C-I-F. And, and it, it just means a, a secure place that you can read classified materials without being surveilled. What it is is something designed to prevent spies from figuring out what goes on. And so it's typically buried down in the ground, and I assume the walls are some combination of steel and concrete, like really thick walls with lots of crap and really thick metal doors, and they have all sorts of technology to prevent um, espionage, so to prevent anyone from spying. So they have anti-spying stuff which I don't know what it is, but it's designed to ensure that it's secure. Um, And when you go in there, uh, and I go in there regularly. I'm in there, if not once a week, once every other week. I mean, that's that's a regular part of being a senator. And Uh, your staff's not walking in there with you, correct? Okay, to go, your staff walks in if they have enough clearance for what's happening. So there are different levels of, of clearance, and if you have, I've got a couple of staff members who have security clearance, and so... And they deal with national security issues. So if they have the clearance for the briefing, they can come in. But generally speaking, they don't. Most of the classified briefings I go to, staff does not come to. Um, And when you go in, you hand over all your electronics. So you hand over your cell phone. If you're wearing a Fitbit, anything you have that is electronic, your AirPods, like just whatever you have, you hand over all electronics because they don't want eavesdropping. They don't want the Chinese to be able to hack into your phone and monitor what's happening there. So you go in and the documents you're given. So if you're reading classified documents, they're in a folder. And I mean, they have big, bright, you have to sign them out. And like they say, classified documents. And so sitting to be clear, when you sign them out, it's not like you're then taking them to off campus or outside the skiff. That's just to see it. Correct. So the skiff in the Senate, at least, there are a whole series of rooms. So there's kind of a big room that is a hearing room that will do, say, a classified briefing for all 100 senators. So it's big enough that 100 senators can sit in there and you can have the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Defense and the head of the CIA. You can have them all there brief you and you can ask questions. 
And that would be like after a terrorist attack or 9-11 or go to war when yeah. everybody, you need everybody in the room, yeah. and, and that's a way to do it securely. So it's not on the floor of the Senate. So we had lots of, of classified briefings on the Chinese spy satellites, that the, the, the balloons. That, the, the one we didn't shoot down that right, wasn't collecting right. intelligence, yes. and then afterwards they said was, in fact, collecting intelligence. And, and I think the most recent all-senators <laughs> one we did was on the Hamas attack to Israel. So we Got had all-senators one there. You can ask questions. So that's just like a big room. But they're also they're smaller kind of conference rooms where, say, you can say, I want CIA to brief me on the following topic. And CIA will send over a couple of briefers with some documents. And you can do it like one on one. If I want to be briefed on something, I can ask for that and then sit down. And so it's just a little conference room, but it's in the skiff. And then they have even smaller rooms that are just little reading rooms that are basically like a closet with a chair and a desk in it and you go in there and close the door. And so if you have, so I mentioned, for example, there's some classified documents on UFOs. I wanted to read them. Sure. So I went down, I sat in the little closet on the chair and I read the documents on the UFOs. But when you do it, they're like, okay, Senator, you're here for document number 3025, whatever, you know, whatever. Yes. Okay. We have it here. All right. You took it at, at, at 525 PM. Okay. You have it. You go back in the room, you sit there, and for 20, 30 minutes, you read it, and then you bring it back and you hand it to the person who secures it again. I mean, that's the process. Um, I was at a classified briefing this past week. My team had prepared for me a briefing paper, which just about any meeting I go to, my team does a briefing paper. That's pretty standard. So the briefing paper wasn't classified. My team typed it in my office. It didn't involve classified materials. It was just Questions are, and right. things you might want to ask. Yeah, they were suggesting questions on the topic we were discussing. Hey, you might want to ask this. You might want to ask this. So I had carried the briefing paper in, spent, I don't know, about an hour, hour and a half of the classified briefing, and I was walking out. As I'm walking out, the officers, they see me carrying a piece of paper. They said, that's not classified, is it? I'm like, no, no, it's my briefing paper I carried in. So, like, literally, if you carry out a piece of paper that you got, they'll They're gonna stop you. They're going to ask you. you. Um, I say all of this to say the fact that Joe Biden had multiple classified documents from his time as senator is bizarre to do it. If I wanted to take classified document out, I would have to do what Sandy Berger, Bill Clinton's national security advisor, did, which is stick it in your socks or stick it in your underwear. You're like, you'd have to. You'd have to purposely say, I'm going to hide this in my chest or somewhere under my shirt so no one will see it. And I can, I'm stealing it at that right. point. Right. It, it's why I have absolute certainty in it. And it's different. Look, it's different for Trump when you're president, where, number one, you're accessing classified documents regularly. And, and in his instance, he's bringing his papers down and presidents prepare their papers and compile them for libraries. It's very different for a former president than for a senator. Um, number one, the volume of classified documents they're reviewing is much larger. They review them many more places in the White House and their papers potentially have them in. But Joe Biden's time as senator, it's why I don't have to think, gosh, did I mistakenly leave a classified document at home? Nope. If I wasn't in the skiff, I've never read a classified document when I wasn't in the skiff. So to be so, clear, it's not coming to your office. And that's the point you're making. You got to go to them to read it. You, it can't come to your office. Okay. So if you want to read a classified document, you have to go to a skiff. So you can do it. There's one in the basement of the Capitol. There are a couple of skiffs that are in some of the Senate office buildings, so sometimes I'll go to another skiff. But if you want to read a classified document, you, do, you cannot do it in your own office. You must go to a secure place to read it. You check it out. You read it in that secure place. You don't take it out with you. 
and then you leave it there. And by the way, you can't even take notes. If you take notes from a classified document, those notes are presumably classified. So, so I mean, it is heavily regulated, and yet Joe Biden apparently just leaves it by his, his Corvette. And we're going to get now the Biden politicized DOJ saying, never mind, everything's fine. Amazing, isn't it? Truly amazing. And some of these documents, to be clear for people, just for the record, were, we've been told were some of the at the highest level of classification, which also should matter. Well, we don't have much transparency on this. The Department of Justice has told us some of the documents Trump had. Yeah. Because, of course, they want to attack Trump. But the documents Biden had, did he have the nuclear codes there? I don't know. They haven't told us that. that They've indicated. So, for example, a question we've asked, I've asked, you and I have asked on this podcast, did the documents concern Ukraine and Burisma? Yeah. Because Hunter Biden was staying at the house with the documents at the time he was pay- being paid by Burisma uh, to to get favors from his dad. What documents are we talking about? Are they just some random classified documents? Or are they exactly what they would the love Ukrainians they have were paying on. Hunter for, the Chinese were paying Hunter for, the Russians were paying Hunter Romania. for? Like, that's why the connection of the documents to the corruption— We'll see if Robert Hur investigated that, but but from these leaks, every indication is the answer is no. New Year's is getting really close, and you're going to have New Year's resolutions. So if you're a guy and your New Year's resolution is, hey, I want to get in better shape, I'm tired of feeling fatigued and just feeling like I'm getting older, I've got something that you need to know about, and you don't have to wait till January 1 to get started. It's chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com. Now, why should you go to chalk.com? Well, they can help you boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. That's right. You can get rid of that fatigue. You can get rid of just feeling like you want to be more active, but you just lost that edge. And you can do it by grabbing the male vitality stack right now at chalk, chalk.com. Now, here's the perk. Use the promo code Ben, and you are going to get 35% off any chalk subscription for life. That's right. All you got to do is use the promo code Ben. You'll get 35% off chalk subscriptions for life. The other great thing is you don't have to wait till January 1. So if you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and feeling fatigued, you want to get your strength and vitality back, go to chalk, chalk.com right now. Use the promo code Ben, 35% off, and you can get started now before the new year. chalk.com. That's chalk.com. Use the promo code Ben and check out that male vitality stack and all the other supplements that they have that may work directly for you. Chalk.com. Senator, I want to ask you another question, and that deals with something else that also happened this week. You had a riot at the DNC, Democratic National Committee, and you had a breakdown of law and order, not just there, but we also saw where they, they we had a massive bridge in California that was actually blocked. And, and you had a bunch of these type of riots that were happening, and there was virtually no coverage of it, even in the papers in Washington, D.C., where this took place. Now, who were these rioters? They were people demanding uh, that there be a ceasefire, demanding that you stand with Hamas, demanding that you stand uh, with the Palestinians. And at the Democrat National Committee, to me, it's the chickens coming home to roost. The Democrat National Committee has been in favor of all sorts of lawlessness in this country. They were huge advocates for Black Lives Matter and the looting and the rioting that happened because of Black Lives Matter. They never came out and condemned it. They never came out in Democrat cities where they were torching police stations, where they were torching police cars, where they were torching African-American businesses and said, stop it. 
And, and now we see that this lawlessness that they've been advocating, supporting, saying it's, well, we're just advocating for free speech, is now coming back to the steps of the Democratic National Committee. And the media knows there's a PR nightmare here. They didn't cover it, didn't even put it on the front pages of the newspapers in D.C. Well, look, understand this is a pattern. Uh, we saw a couple of weeks ago pro-Hamas rioters and protesters attack the White House, attack the White House, try to scale the fence of the White House, spray paint the White you House. You saw this, right? You went and looked at it. Spray fake blood on the White House, deface statues at the White House. Um, what did the corporate media do? Utterly ignored it. Didn't make the 6 o'clock news. CNN didn't cover it. MSNBC didn't cover it. It just didn't exist. Because that story is inconsistent with the official narrative they're trying to push. They have a political agenda. They are not journalists anymore. It's what I explain in my brand new book, Unwoke, which if you haven't bought Unwoke, you ought to go on Amazon and buy it right now. It will explain why the corporate media does not want you to know about this. So the White House is attacked and it's not news. Well, what happened this past week is it wasn't just the White House that was attacked. It was the Democratic National Committee. It was the De Democratic National Committee at a time when there were a whole bunch of Democratic House members there at the DNC. They were having a reception. So they're sitting there sipping Chardonnay with their pinkies in the air, probably eating caviar and, and, and being fanned by by uh, mega donors, by mega donors. And outside are the pro-Hamas rioters and then the pro-Hamas rioters got violent. They got violent. A number of them were arrested, although we don't know how many. And by the way, they were evacuated from the DNC. That's something that's very important to point out. These members of Congress, they were so afraid for their safety that apparently there was evacuation orders. Given. Yes. No, no. They were, look, it was a violent riot. And, and, and this is the base of the Democrats rioting against Democrat House members. Yeah. And, and six Capitol Police officers were injured. They needed treatment for injuries. The injuries included minor cuts being pepper sprayed and being punched. So six Capitol Police officers were injured from the violence of the pro-Hamas uh, protest. Almost sounds like the definition of insurrection. Just want to throw that out there as a side note here. When you're, By the when, way. When, when, you're, when you're pepper spraying law enforcement, that sounds like it was something that was pre-planned. Well, you know, it's interesting. One House Democrat present at the DNC at the time told Axios, it, quote, scared me more than January 6th. So. There you go. Uh, according to the Washington Free Beacon, the group behind the DNC riot was funded by George Soros. And in particular, the protesters were with the following groups. If not now, Jewish Voices for Peace and the Democratic Socialists of America. Now, Soros's philanthropy, Open Society Foundation, has given $650,000 to Jewish Voices for Peace since 2017 to fund the group's, quote, human rights work in the Middle East. Open Society awarded $400,000 to If Not Now in 2019 and 2021, and Soros has contributed $1,036,500 to the DNC since 2020. How about the Democrat Social Democratic Socialists of America? Well, mo five House members are members. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, Jamal Bowman, who also is now pleaded guilty to the crime of, of ringing the fire alarm falsely, trying to prevent a House vote. He was just trying to get out of the building. Didn't you know that? That's, that was the excuse, right? Just trying to but get out of the building. But he pleaded guilty. Yeah, pled guilty. But, you know. Greg Kosar, sadly from Texas, one of the Democrat socialists from, from Austin, 
And and Ilhan Omar is described as a friend. So she's not technically a member. She's just sort of a friend of the group, a, 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 a friend of the communists, a comrade, comrade. <laughs> but this is a violent attack. I want you to look at the Washington Post front page the day after the assault on the DNC. Now. The lead headline, U.S.-China moves to reopen military ties. A picture of Joe Biden, a picture of Xi. Oh, isn't this great? China, U.S., all one big happy family. That's the top half of the page. On the left, in Gaza, a hospital swarmed by troops. Good job, guys. Got to have your pro-Hamas narrative there. Israel bad. Hamas good. All right, Washington Post doing well. Down at the bottom, complex is beating heart of Hamas command. Israel says. Israel says. At the right, tentative deal would release dozens of hostages in Gaza. And then, okay, this is at the bottom. This is really quite classic. New CDC director is driven to mend broken trust. Hey, at least they're admitting there's some trust that was broken there. Mind so, you, th- like, this is awesome. the zealot who was the shutdown queen. Remember, yeah. we actually put, oh, yeah. put, put out an entire video because she she is a Fauci fangirl. She is a huge advocate of lockdowns and shutdowns. And and But here, oh, this favorable article. Oh, she's driven yeah. to mend broken trust. What broke the trust? Perhaps people like you behaved like jackbooted thugs, shutting down schools and, and churches and businesses and not caring about people's individual liberty and lying about the science and the medicine. By the way, again, my new book, Unwoke, has an entire chapter on science and medicine that details how Fauci and the, and, and the CDC lied and lied repeatedly and knowingly over and over and over again. And then the final headline on the front page. This is more important than a riot at the DNC. This this story, they said, let's put this one up instead of a riot at the Democratic National Committee and an evacuation. This is amazing. Food industry warned on paid influencer posts. (laughs) That's the entire. Can you imagine that meeting, by the way? They're like, all right, what are we going to put on the front page? I think food industry warning of paid influencers Definitely more important, folks, than an actual riot at the Democratic National Committee. And, and look, we, we had an, an earlier pod, which, by the way, if you didn't listen to this one, you ought to go back and listen to it. It was a couple of weeks ago. We did a pod that was entitled CNN is Hamas's Air Force. Yeah. So is a- MSNBC. So is ABC. If you didn't listen to that pod, and it's another video one. So as you guys know, we do three audio pods a week. One of them is audio, but it's also video. And so you can get it on YouTube. This one is one of the video ones, so if you're listening to it, you can actually watch the videos that we're doing on YouTube, and you can subscribe on YouTube. Um, But YouTube only gets a third of the episodes, so you want to subscribe to the audio to make sure you get all the content. But the one we did about CNN and Hamas's Air Force was a video one because we played about a dozen different clips showing how the corporate media was willingly, gleefully repeating Hamas propaganda. And we explained it is part of the strategy of Hamas that they know the corporate media will repeat their propaganda. Hamas is not strong enough to defeat Israel, but they think Hamas plus the corporate media is. Well, the Washington Post has now happily joined CNN 
as Hamas's Air Force because they don't want you to know. Nothing to see here. Democrat members of Congress evacuated in terror from violent Hamas terrorists. Ooh, that's kind of an inconvenient narrative. That makes it difficult to spin that Israel is bad. Really hard to say Israel are the bad guys, which is what they want to say. Yeah. If you're admitting Hamas protesters are threatening, are injuring and, Capitol Police and threatening members of Congress. So what do we do with and it? And being funded by Democratic mega donor George Soros. Yes. Let's don't forget that yeah. because they love the mega donors. So what what do we do with it? The media just waves the wand, abracadabra, it never happened. It does not exist. But watch out for those food influencers on TikTok and, okay. and Instagram because hey, hey, that'll really news. mess you up, right? Food that'll, influencers that'll on TikTok. That'll mess you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, Journalism is fundamentally broken. And I have to say, by the way, pull up the Washington Post headline again, the, the, the front page. So the Washington Post has a, a slogan that appears on every paper right beneath the title. Yeah. Democracy dies in darkness. Yep. At this point, the Babylon Bee could not satirize this more <laughs> because it is clear they want the darkness. They're not going to tell you what happened. And according to their own slogan, that means they're trying to kill democracy. They understand when they have darkness, they're killing democracy. We know they have darkness, which means they're trying to kill democracy, which is why, again, Bill Maher's head exploded when I said the left hates democracy. Unfortunately, it's true, even though they talk about how much they care about democracy. They just don't want to actually want the voters to know what's happening. They want to do everything they can to hide, to cover up, to censor the actual truth. Big headlines. Have you seen them lately? Third highest deficit in history. Another one. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. And the one that's got everyone concerned, Israel declares war. We're living in an unpredictable world right now, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. Gold gives peace of mind. It's tangible. It's real. It helps me sleep at night as well because I know that I have gold and I'm a firm believer in gold IRAs. Listen, if you have an IRA or 401k. It's time that you learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. That's where I bought my gold. They're exceptional, honest, no pressure, and top-notch service. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text the word BEN to 68592. That's B-E-N to 68592. Again, text the word BEN to 68 68- 592 or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. We all know about the atrocities that were committed by Hamas last October the 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel is defending itself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes. Well, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of all of it every single day. They're distributing critical essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. They need your help. And that's why I'm partnering with IFCJ right now. Visit supportifcj.org to help. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. To give to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, please go now to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Now, the most important part is your gift will be matched to double its impact and help provide twice the support. Again, visit supportifcj.org, supportifcj.org right now. Thank you, and God bless you. Senator, this week there was a video that just went viral. Thank goodness conservatives saw it. It should have gone viral on late-night TV because it was just so good. Like, how do you not use this video? And it's of Anthony Blinken sitting there when the president got asked a question about China and China's leader. And it looks like he almost got shot with his face because he knows the question's coming. He doesn't like it. He's terrified of the president's answer. We got to show it because it's just too good not to. Take a look at this. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on a form of government totally different than ours. <laughs> I just love, and I want to put this still up there for everybody that's watching this on YouTube. Make sure you go and watch this episode on YouTube. People that are listening right now only with the audio podcast, you've got to go look at this because he is cringing when yeah, the question's yeah, so, asked. So, so let's describe what's happening. So the video, it, it, it comes up and you see Tony Blinken sitting there. And, and we're going to play the video again in a second. But, but you see Tony Blinken sitting there, the Secretary of State, and they ask Biden whether she is a dictator. And you see Blinken looking towards Biden. He has a look of worry, a look of concern, a look of, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. Oh, no, 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 no. Like you can see, you could see this, this, this enormous worry. And, and then when Biden said, well, he is, it, it, it is as if. It was like he got punched in the gut. It. it is as if, like, he winces, he physically winces of, no, don't say, say it. it. And, and so, all right, let's watch the video again. And, and, and Blinken, if you don't know if you're watching, he's the third from the left here. Do you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term. See, see his worry. He's looking. He's looking. He's worried. He's worried. He's worried. He is. Oh, gosh. He is a guy who runs a country that. It's like watching your sports team lose in the very last play of a game. It's just that pain of well, this is a – I didn't want this to happen. Well, look, and it's a strange thing. We've talked about how, number one, Tony Blinken – 
doesn't really behave like a secretary of state. He behaves like a staffer. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the heft. He doesn't have the gravitas of a secretary of state. Um, Even John Kerry, I'll give him credit, on the, on the right didn't win. It's like he just it was dead straight face, no emotions, don't show emotions in this moment. And it's, look, it's got to be difficult to be a staffer or cabinet member for Joe Biden where you have no idea what he's going to say because he doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, you're dealing with someone who is who, who is too old and, and his mental capacities are diminished. And and so they're all terrified. Uh-oh, uh-oh, da- danger, Will Robinson, dangerous question. I don't know. Now, it also says something about Tony Blinken that he winces like that. If, if you ask me, is she a dictator? My only difference from what Joe Biden has said is I would say, hell yes. Of course he's a dictator. People who murder people, who torture people, who lock up a million slaves in concentration camps, who engage in global espionage, who steal intellectual property, who who, who are responsible for COVID-19 and the millions of deaths and the trillions of economic uh, damage, yes, she is unequivocally a dictator. That's, and he knows it too, by the way. He knows it and doesn't care. Yeah. And he doesn't care because the Democrat Party is structurally pro-China. That's what I describe in the China chapter of my book on woke. Why is the Democrat Party structurally pro-China? Because their major stakeholders, big business, big tech, big universities, big Hollywood are all in bed with China. And so the Democrat Party is terrified of speaking the truth. And Blinken's face said it all, which is, no, 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 Biden, you're not supposed to say this. And by the way, you have a pattern all the time where Biden says things. They don't know what it is. And then the White House guy tries to walk it back and clean it up and say, no, no, never mind. That was just the the old man talking. We're the cultural Marxist. We set the agenda will tell you what what he really meant. And this goes into something else that I have to bring up, and it's something that we've seen on TikTok. Now, if you don't know what TikTok is, we've talked about this before. Quick recap, it's an app that a ton of people use. That especially China, young people. Especially young people. And China uses it to influence um, young people specifically. We saw an unbelievable uptick on TikTok, and there's data to back this up, of pro-Hamas videos pro-Hamas propaganda, anti-Israel propaganda, pro-Palestinian propaganda. A Harvard, poll reci- a Harvard poll recently came out that said of Americans 18 to 24, 51% believe that Hamas's atrocities could be justified. 51%, more than half of young people. And TikTok is affirmatively pushing this pro-Hamas propaganda, this garbage to young people. And it has an enormous negative influence. And, 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 and I want to put on now one video from TikTok that went viral this week that shows just how cancerous. And it deals with Osama bin Laden. So yes. if you understand the context of this, there was and, and this clearly is propaganda to meant to influence. And there was a letter that Osama bin Laden had put out before it was, I guess, technically right before 9-11 or justifying the 9-11 attacks and explaining his thoughts on why he was doing 9-11. This letter, decades later, has be, has gone viral only on TikTok, go back to propaganda of China, to influence young people to believe that somehow Osama bin Laden was justified in his 9-11 attack the same way that they're justifying Hamas's attack on Israel. And, and this is what 
Americans are saying about reading this letter for the first time on TikTok. Look. So it starts with a woman, me, when I got the news in 2011 that we got him and she's celebrating. Then 2023, reading his letter to America, knowing he was right. Osama bin Laden. That's what they're talking about. Actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So please keep that in mind when reading the letter. Another young person. Um, We really need to stop paying taxes because they ain't doing nothing but messing up everybody else. And, and America is the bully. And it's sad because they have brainwashed us to think that we was the best country in the plan- on the planet. When in reality, we're the worst country in the planet. It is just insane because this letter is so well written and so reasonably structured um, in an argument. Like you got to present your findings. You got to, you know, you got to state your cause all of that, like everything he said was valid. Everything Osama bin Laden said was valid. The guy before saying we need to stop paying taxes because Osama bin Laden was right. And we're the worst country in says. the world. Uh, Hashtag uh, free Palestine. It's at the bottom. I don't know if you uh, noticed that. Look, look, this is all of these are young people. This is on on TikTok. These young people are profoundly ignorant. They don't know anything. But they're also, TikTok is deliberately curated. The algorithm is controlled. The recommendation algorithm is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. I mentioned the last classified briefing I went to this week, Ben. So the topic of it was social media and disinformation. And so it included a number of of, uh, folks from the government. This was a joint classified briefing with the Commerce Committee, where I'm the ranking Republican and the Intelligence uh, Committee, so we met together. And I can't tell you what they said, but I can tell you the questions I asked because the questions I asked are not classified. Uh, And the question I asked, I said, what evidence do we have specifically that TikTok is affirmatively and deliberately pushing pro-Hamas propaganda? We know that young people are moving dramatically in, in, in the direction of Hamas. And to what extent is the CCP affirmatively doing that? And I'll tell you something. Again, I can't give you their answers, but I will tell you a data point, which is TikTok defends itself by saying it keeps U.S. customer data here in the United States, not in China. Although, under its terms of service, the CCP has a right to access them at any time. You know what it doesn't keep here in the United States? It's recommendation algorithm. So the way TikTok operates, you're looking at TikTok, you watch a video, and then it suggests to you, hey, Ben, you would like this video. Based on what you've seen before. So if you're looking at golf videos or tennis videos or football videos, you would assume they would keep you in the same type of algorithm. Well, a recommendation algorithm is one of the most potent tools social media has to drive content, to suppress content or to drive content. And if you're engaged in propaganda, the recommendation algorithm is is your most potent tool for it. The recommendation algorithm is not housed in the United States. It's housed in China. And China just recently passed a law that defined TikTok's recommendation algorithm as a, quote, national asset. 
Makes sense. It is an asset of China, and they have developed a global propaganda tool that in particular targets American young people. And so they can decide on any given day what message do we want to put to young people. They can just on on a Tuesday say, let's just push messages that hurt American young people. So so let's let's push to young girls and teenage girls body image problems and push anorexia and eating disorders and let's push self-harm, let's push cutting, let's push suicide, let's push drug use, let's push all sorts of things that will just hurt young people. And they do that tragically every day. But they can also decide politically, okay, we don't want the United States exploring for oil and gas, so let's push Green New Deal garbage to tell them, go stop fracking, go stop this, go stop this, be dependent on Iran, be dependent on Russia, be dependent on Venezuela, be dependent on our enemies for oil and gas. They can push that message to young people. Or if they just want to push pro-Hamas propaganda, they can. In this instance, you have young people. And this went viral to a level of millions and millions and millions of millions of impressions. Over 14 million last I saw. Yeah. And that's just people that were posting their own videos. After reading this letter that came out of nowhere... From 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 two thousand and one, from Osama bin Laden, and, and the majority of it was all positive towards Osama and, bin Laden. And you got to understand why. I mean, this is something, as you know, I, I'm at the tail end of a two week book tour, so I've been been. I think I've done seventy seven media interviews in the last two weeks on the new book on woke. I've been talking about this a lot because, particularly people of the left, are confused. Why is there such vicious anti? Semitism among the left. Yeah, and, and I want to let's let's pull this up again. I want to pull it up and freeze it midway through, um, because because it really does e- e- explain it profoundly. Um, okay, so this is the first woman. On the second person, just freeze it when the second person comes up. Okay, freeze it right here. All right. So so this is a TikToker. It is kind of a young hipster wearing like I don't know a shower cap of some kind with with pearls. <laughs> He's going again. swimming afterwards, I, right? I don't know, but this is important. So I've been explaining, and and the book Unwoke explains this at at depth. So Marxism is the doctrine enunciated by Karl Marx in the Communist Manifesto that explains views the world as a fundamental conflict between oppressors and victims. Marx put it in socioeconomic terms, so the oppressors were the owners of capital, the victims were the proletariat, the working men and women. The solution Marx advocated was violent revolution by the proletariat overthrowing the oppressors. Um, I describe in, in the book on Woke how Marxists infiltrated the universities in the 1960s and 70s, and then that doctrine mutated. It mutated to critical race theory which has the same basic frame, the Marxist frame of oppressor and victim, but instead of socioeconomic, it's race. So there are oppressor races and victim races. Uh, I described how it mutated to be gender and gender identity and sexual orientation. Same idea of oppressor and victim. And the idea is violence, revolution, anything is justified if it is the victim overthrowing the oppressor. Now, this TikTok video, the text of, of, of the tweet he has says, Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorism because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. That is straight up Marxism. Yeah. And and it is explaining why, as I told this left-leaning tech executive, 
the reason the left is celebrating Hamas is they have defined Jews as oppressors. They have defined Hamas as victims. And so they're in favor of violence by the victims against the oppressors. And, and, and that includes mass murder. That includes targeting civilians. That includes murdering elderly people. That includes raping women and little girls in the public streets. That includes slaughtering infants. That includes, as we discussed, literally putting a baby in an oven. Yeah. And raping that baby's mother while the baby cooks to death. And the mother is being raped and listening to her infant die in an oven being cooked to death. Now, that is unmitigated evil. That is Nazi. Like, that is a level of grotesque evil that, 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 that defies words. And yet, to the cultural Marxist and to these young idealistic imbeciles, they're cheering for the terrorist. Why? Because it says here, well, under settler colonialism, and mind you, in their mind, it's the Jews that are the bad settler colonialist. Yep. Any kind of resistance. So, you know, baking a baby in an oven, that's a kind of resistance. Is branded as terrorist. Well, no, terrorism is targeting civilians. I've got to say slaughtering infants qualifies as terrorism because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. The reason these young people are so susceptible to this TikTok propaganda is because cultural Marxism has been taught to them from the womb, has been taught to them in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, all the way through school, has been taught to them in college, has been taught to them through social media, has been taught to them through entertainment, they're told once we say someone is the victim and someone is the oppressor, we cheer for violence, for any horrible evil against the oppressor, because that's the Marxist revolution we support. It's truly incredible. Senator, it's always a pleasure to sit with you, talk about this. Don't forget, we do this podcast Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have a recap of what you may have missed deeper in each pod on Saturdays, so grab that as well. Hit that subscribe, follow, or auto-download button wherever you listen to this show, and the Senator and I will see you back here in a couple of days. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul, Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. 
Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.